Came off a very great week of wrestling. I guess it's a cop out, right? So same thing. That, that yeah. is a huge cop out. Yeah. And I'm doing great. How I about you? Copped out again. You copped out again. Ishan, what is up, man? Yo, what's going on? I'm pretty fair for old square. Just hanging in there. Boy, y'all just give me nothing to start <laughs> these podcasts on. All right, well then let's get right into it. Before we do get into it, I do just want to say. Thank you to all of you that listen, that tweet us, that support us. We appreciate it. Typically, I say this at the end of the pod, but I wanted to start off with thankfulness. We are going on episode 25 next week. That is basically 25 weeks. That is half of a year for the most part of doing this. So all of our day ones, if this is your first time listening to us, we appreciate you. And if you don't know how to find us everywhere else, Check us out on Twitter at that's FNW. Also, we put our full episodes up on YouTube. We just started that a couple weeks ago. That is at that's freaking wrestling. All right, so let's have some fun and talk some freaking wrestling. Typically, we lead with WWE, and we absolutely have a lot to talk about in WWE, but we got to lead with AEW. They came off of, in my opinion, one of their best pay per views ever. Probably the best pay-per-view overall so far this year in Revolution this past Sunday. Uh, And I'll be honest, I'm going to give it up. I was ready to come in and shit on that show. And not that I thought it was going to be horrible, but I'm like, this may be... And we know, with AEW pay-per-views, we know we're going to get. The show is always going to be, at minimum, good. Because we know the the matches are going to be anywhere between good to excellent. But with some of the, and we talked about it last week, some of the uh, promotion, the storylines of some of these matches, it was hard to pick just because how not great the storyline was. So I was ready to come in and be like, man, that was not a good show overall at all. And look, pleasantly, Matt, look at you. Pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised. They knocked it out of the park Sunday. Um, I kind of was watching the show. And, you know, they they really, when they first started, one of the things they really hung their hat on was we're, you know, a variety show. We are a buffet. Whatever you want out of wrestling, we're going to try to give it to you. And I felt like Sunday was peak variety. Like, everything we got Sunday was at the highest level. If you wanted technical wrestling, it was there at the highest level. If you run it brutality and hardcore, it was there at the highest level. I would even say comedy. You know, we saw some comedy in that tag match. That was really, really good. So overall, they they did fantastic. I think we'll talk about Dynamite and how Dynamite was probably on the opposite end of... Oh, come on. Yeah. You, you we'll get into so? it. 
I do. But what I do want to get into before we even get started, Rhodesia. Yes. You have been a habitual MJF underappreciator. I'm going to give it to you right now. Are you done saying MJF is not that good in the wrestling ring and MJF is not one of the best talents in AEW? Yeah, yeah. Say, no, 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 no. I'm going to go on the record and say, I was impressed. I said it last week. I said that at the end of this, he's going to be a different person, a different man, and he absolutely showed it. Um, we'll get into probably the whole him being major heel, throwing that drink on that kid, which I thought was completely inappropriate. Uh, but overall, that probably was my most favorite 60 minute, heck, 70 minute Iron Man match I've ever seen. So kudos to him. He he took me through all the emotions. He surprised me with that elbow drop. Um, some of those um, tombstones or power drivers he was doing. Overall, yes, I, I'm happy. Really, really happy. And, of course, his dance partner was Brian Danielson. So Brian Danielson doesn't have a bad match either. But I am very, very happy to say I am now MJF fan, minus when he poured that drink on that kid. <laughs> yeah. We can start there. Let's start there. I know Ishan is very passionate about that particular piece. And once we get through that, of course, we'll talk about the actual match itself. He made it perfectly clear to me that he lost some respect for MJF for that. He, of course, the floor is yours on that. Kind of tell us what you thought about MJF's dastardly, hillious, hillious tactics of throwing the drink on the little kid. Oh, yeah. Um, I've said it numerous times. A lot of people who know me know that I'm all about the kids. I have a real soft spot for kids. I think kids in general need to be protected. I'm not going to get too into a political social thing. I just think that, you know, kids grow up and see so much at such an early age that we don't just protect them mentally, right? We expose them to so many different things, and mentally it's not able to get it all, right? And so in that instance... If that wasn't a plant and that kid wasn't in it, I, I just wasn't down for it. I, I think that you protect kids. He went a little bit too far. Now, if that's the mom or that's somebody else, you know, I get it. No, you see, you know, heels, no ripping up signs and not giving people high fives and all those right. kind of things. But when you go to lay hands or you throw, you know, and we're thinking that might have been water, but it could have been like an adult beverage at a child. But I think they said it was tequila, which I've never seen that's tequila in that big of a cup before, but... Hey, you never know, right? And that, that that just was a little bit too far for me, man. Like, you know, I get him trying to be a heel. Maybe he got lost in the moment or whatever the case may be. And it wasn't I lost respect for MJF, the character. I lost respect for MJF, the man. Um, he should know better. And I think, you, it, like, I'll be honest with you, I saw my son in that moment. And that shit happened to my son. Mm. Look, I understand that MJF had been putting his body through a marathon. He looked damn good. He looked ripped. He looked shredded. I'm not shredded. I ain't worked out in two weeks. You know, I'm 165 pounds right now. You know, look. Hey, but I'm going to try it. And I'm going to get me something. I'm going to take, take some of his ass back with me to wherever I'm, I'm going after where. Because, like, that's just not cool for me. So that's how I feel about it. Like, leave leave kids alone. Protect your children. And that was a little bit much. So um, outside of that, it was a really good match. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I fell asleep on the match. I mean, guys, like, my day starts at about 6 o'clock in, in the morning. I'm taking care of kids. I'm trying to do handle business. Come 10 o'clock, it's lights out for this old guy. You know, my nickname is Big Daddy. Oh, oh God, Big not, Daddy. You're not doing this again. That's right. BFD. 
BFC, Who calls you that? You can't give yourself a nickname. Who calls Every, you Big Daddy? Everybody calls me that. That's, Street, that's, that's, that's the name. God, everybody God. calls me that. Everybody knows my name is. I'm, I, I was told I've known you for 20 plus years. I've never heard or seen anybody yeah. call I was you told to, Big Daddy. I was told to change my Twitter handle. I'm like, I, you know what? She's right. You're right. <laughs> I should God. do that. But um, yeah, like I I would have been I, I would have tried to put some hands on him. Um, I I lost respect for the man. I mean, he's a young guy, so maybe he can learn from that. And people make mistakes, you know. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, it was a good match. But oh, going back to I fell asleep. I watched like the thirty minute version of the match. You know, I actually just skipped around, looked at the the major spots. I just couldn't give another hour and something out of my day. I mean, I just got, I got a lot of my plate. Day starts very long, so I wasn't able to watch go back and watch the full match. But from what I saw, it was a really good match. It was definitely by far my favorite Iron Man match, at least in modern time for me, That from what I can remember. Um, the only other one I'm thinking of was the, I think it was Bailey and Sasha, an Iron Woman match, maybe the first one in NXT. And that was 30 I remember. minutes, right? That wasn't even an hour. Oh, you're right. Minutes. That was 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was incredible. I, I love that match there. They came out with the flowers, if my memory is correct. Um, but one thing I want to mention about that match was just the storytelling it and just going with the emotion. And at the end of the match or toward the end of the match, when they both were just depleted of everything and you had MJF crying and you had Brian Danielson laughing, I thought that that visual was actually incredible because again, it just spoke to me. So overall, I love that match. If I, well, Matt already told me that I probably would be in shock. But if anybody threw a drink at my kid, I'm probably swinging and I'm probably jumping the barricade and I'm going to I'll probably get my ass laid out. But I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely trying something. You're not going to touch my kid. You're not going to do that. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Well, I know I know my mom. She would have been in jail for that. For sure. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you that it would have went down a little bit differently. Of course, if it was if it was that uh, I thought the match, of course, was the best Ironman match I've ever seen. And I you know, we always do that a lot. Soon as something happens, we're like, oh, that was the best ever. Oh, that was the best this. That was the best that. So I kind of really had to digest it mm-hmm. a little bit until like Monday and Tuesday before I was really able to say that because we have never seen an Ironman match. They went 67 minutes, but we've never seen an Ironman match where when it was over, you still wanted more. I have yeah. never seen that before. And we've I think that's great- why I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like Iron 67 matches. minutes where storyline was great. We've had some great Ironman matches where the wrestling was great, but they paced it. So I don't know who the producer was. I'm sure Brian had a ton to do with that layout of that match, but it it nailed everything. When you can peak at 55 minutes of the match, you did something right. And mm-hmm. I just thought the, the actual finish was genius. I talked about it Sunday night. We know MJF is going to cheat. He's a heel. That's what he does. That is what he's known for. But he didn't win by cheating. He won by having Brian tap out. Yes, he cheated to get to that point. But Brian had enough to try to hawk out and get out of that move. And he didn't have enough. So he ended we up heard why. We heard why on, Wednesday, on Dynamite. We heard, yeah, we heard why, why on tapped, Wednesday but... on Dynamite. But I just mm-hmm. thought it was incredible. I, I thought it did so much for MJF. I thought it did a lot for Brian as well, just, of course, showing that he's one of the best ever to do it. As good as that show was, for that match to be head and shoulders probably above everything else. I mean, Mox and Hangman 
was pretty fantastic also. And then the I trio's match was that pretty match. fantastic also. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the show was, was super it, – it, it, it did what it needed to do. You know, we, we at times are critical on AEW, and, you know, of course, we'll kind of splice our dynamite thoughts while we're talking about revolution. I kind of said it, you know, at the open of the pod. To me, this was peak AEW. That show was peak AEW. We're so hard on AEW at times because we know what it could be. Right. I've always said it. There is never a perfect wrestling show, right? But we have been through years of historically Horrible. bad Raw shows, right? Mm-hmm. We'll get an AEW show. It's really bad. And then, like, it's kind of like, man, the world's going to end. And it's not that. It's, it's these little tweaks. Man, if you just tweak this. If you just make this a bigger deal, if you just flip this and put it here, it could be so much better. And I think that's why we get so passionate about it because we can see that, hey, it's good, but it can be so much more than what it is. Um, so let's kind of talk about the highlights from the pay-per-view. We're not going to run down every single match. I do want to talk about um, Ryan's promo from last night. So, of course, he lost. I made a joke on Twitter that uh, him and Mox switched scripts that should have been moxley's script of i need to go home moxley yep. is still there and it looks like we got a, a match he'll turn this now uh, with their group but with, uh yeah with you know brian did a fantastic promo just basically saying the reason why he tapped thought about his kids and now he needs to go home go right on social well, he media said more than that he said like yeah, i can't feel my arm anymore yeah <laughs> he's like, like i can't feel my arm oh, home is roh no it's not he means home he's going home I think for a couple months. Um, but I thought that was a great stamp on the match with what Brian said. I'm sure both you guys watched Dynamite, right? Yeah. And, and saw the promo. Mm-hmm. So what was your guys' thoughts on the promo? And then do you think home is anywhere else but going home to Birdie for a couple months? Well, Birdie and Buddy, right? I think that's yes. the, other, the other kid old name. I think that is probably to both. I, I do. I think I know Claudio should be going will be in um, ROH. So why not have the whole club there in ROH? Uh, I think he's still going to take some time off as well. But I like just overall those video packages of Dynamite with him and MJF, you know, after it. And even, heck, that Hangman and Renee segment that they had, too. I really, really, really enjoyed that there on Dynamite. So just overall, I liked how the dy- Dynamite kind of kind of wrapped up or did a little bit more storytelling from revolution. It felt like it was an addition to revolution. And because revolution was so great to me, it actually was a really welcome dynamite for me. And I know you said that you don't care so much about dynamite, but I actually really liked it. Maybe because of those touches. Yeah. To answer your question, uh, I don't think ROH is the home he's um, talking about. I do understand that, you know, it seems like there's a storyline, especially with Eddie, um, that you know he's going ROH where the locker room is better, but I mean, like I, I'm watching ROH and you know, like a lot of the talent that you see on ROH, you see on AEW pretty consistently um, mm-hmm. all the time. So like the locker rooms are the same; they have the same management, and same creative. So I don't know how where that storyline is going, how it's going to be uh, a different. You know, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I think home he might just you know a good way to take him off TV for a little while, let him heal up because you know he. You know, did come back from a you know an injury you know years ago, right? But 
he's been going pretty hard these last couple of months leading into this match with these, you know, Charles Jericho matches. And then, you know, he wrestled an hour with MJF. Might be time to let him heal up a little bit. Let him come back and freshen up, um, you know, and get to the next few, whatever that's going to be. So um, definitely was a very interesting uh, promo. But I got a lot of notes for uh, Dynamite um, that I'd love to get into. Um, what's the next topic you got, Matt? So real quick to kind of wrap up the, his promo. If you listen to the promo, there was nothing about that promo that stated, I need to continue to wrestle. So the home being ROH doesn't make sense. So sometimes I think, you know, us as fans, we look a little too deep into things. It's like, no, if you listen to the promo, he told you why he needs to go home. And that was mm-hmm. like, I think his final line was, I need to go home. Home is not ROH. Yeah. Home is home. Hopefully we see him back maybe in the in the summer. You know what I mean? So um, Christian. Sunday, Christian to me is the epitome of a glimpse of what peak AEW can always be. Christian does everything that kind of everybody else does in AEW, but he does it in a way that is memorable and in a way that uh, it really lands. Like, so his matches are, are super, like that match was physical. Yeah. But it was smart, right? They didn't do anything in that match where you would say, man, hmm. They probably could have did this differently. Or why was that move there? We, you know, we talked about that, I think, last week, too. Uh, they had blood, but it made sense. Like, where the blood was, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't based off of how you had to think to yourself, like, man, how did he get busted open? No, you kind of saw how they got busted open. Uh, and, you know, and he gets real heat. Uh, but, you know, once again, him and Jungle Boy had a great match. We talked about it. That was one of the ones that we were all – in line on that Jungle Boy's got to win. He won. It's going to be interesting and exciting to see now where Jungle Boy goes. You know, that this was the feud that had been kind of on pause for nine months because Christian was hurt. But that was another match that I thought really, really delivered. You guys got anything that was really a highlight uh, from that match that you guys want to talk about? Just that concerto spot. I was just like getting really, really nervous. And th- to know that Christian took it, from Jungle Boy, again, not saying Jungle Boy is not seasoned enough to do it or give it, but I, I was a little bit like, oh, my gosh. And you're not doing it on the ring, on the mat. You're doing it on, you know, that the ramp itself that's probably metal or seal with mm-hmm. a little bit of dirt on it. But I'm just like, oh, my God, please do this right. Please do this right. And he did. And it looked great. The spot looked fantastic. So I, the concerto was sick to me. And then the the casket falling, you know, that was that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that. that was cool. We ain't seen Christian <laughs> since. <laughs> he went to hell he went to hell yeah that was a pretty memorable spot when that casket yeah. dropped casket dropped but yeah i mean i'm a huge christian fan i'm loving his AEW run um as a heel um and i, I knew his match was going to deliver um i've always heard from other people saying that he was a very smart wrestler and he always lays out a lot of you know sound matches so i knew he's going to mm-hmm. give uh jungle boy a very good match and it was that um top to bottom i'm just also very interested to see where these guys go next. Um, I I feel like Jungle Boy has been kind of like in a holding pattern until Christian Gore kind of was able to kind of come back. I think right. he started picking up a little bit of steam in this uh, singles run that got kind of you know while he was in that holding pattern, I think he lost a little bit. Um, so I'm just I'm hoping that they have something um, really good for him to get into next. And then Christian, you know, he's money on the microphone. Now his promo, not from was it last dynamite not last week when he was saying that you know i treat yeah. 
Like, you know, these rush as a video game. I treat, yeah, I treat, yeah. I treat like an ATM machine. Yep. I mean, he's just so good on the microphone as a heel. Like, this bars. is great work. That's bars that right he's there. Doing overall. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I'm looking to see where these guys, these guys go next. Quick question well, for y'all, too. What's interesting, though, is like, do, do we see him on TV anytime soon? Like, I, you know, he was in a casket match. The casket fell. I mean, so right. he's got to be he off TV hell. just he's to in sell hell. that. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if you had Keith Lee off TV for you know, a month and a half selling a cinder block spot. You like he's he could still be mm-hmm. falling in whatever universe AEW is in, the galaxy, uh, mm-hmm. as the as Jericho Appreciation Society says. So I don't know if we see him, but it will be interesting to see kind of with Jungle Boy. It looks like the TNT title is going to be called for. Of course we'll talk about that. We know he's not ready to take the leap to the world title with MJF. Not yet. Not yet. Uh maybe FTW? Well, this is what I was about to ask y'all. Where do you think, if anywhere, Luchasaurus plays a role at? Because I thought for half a second he was going to show up. I did too when the lights went out. I don't know. I I think, well, that was last week. But from what I heard, he's off TV because there's some type of like lawsuit or something with his mask. Oh, wow. Yeah, something similar to like the Randy Orton uh, tattoo lawsuit for 2K. It's something, I guess, whoever made the mask or it's something around that piece that they're, they're trying mm. to sue for some type of likeness or something. So I'm thinking that's why he's off TV. From what I heard, he's not injured. So mm. I'm guessing he won't play a part in that. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe the lawsuit's done. But that's why, allegedly, he's been off TV. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, trios match. E, you were banging the drum about House of Black. I'm going to give it to you. The match, them winning all of it. You know what? Like, this is the only thing about this. Uh, I, I kind of complained, like, in a text group the other day, is that we have so much wrestling to watch that some of it gets kind of drawn out. To be honest with you, I forgot I was I super popped for that match because I did. I remember that was a very, you know, really good match. Um, but it happened so long ago almost at this point, right? Um, it's on a Thursday. It happened on a Saturday. But, yeah, I mean, Tony Khan, I begged for it, and he gave it to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm hoping this, that was an awesome match, man. Top to bottom. That was a yes. great match. Um, I love the uh, the Buddy Murphy and uh, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, little matchup early in the, in the show. Come Put on it now. in the veins. Put it in the veins. That was great. Straight then, in the veins right there. And then Malachi said, hey, let me get some of that. You know, so he got, he tagged himself in. He, you know, that was mm-hmm. a nice exchange. I mean, it was a really great match. It had me. I, I was talking to somebody earlier today. That I have a hard time just doing one thing. I have like even even if I have to give like something else five percent of my attention, I can't give something a hundred percent of my attention. But I was on the edge of my chair that entire match, all into that a hundred percent. And I love the out. I love the end, and I'm hoping that this is going to allow us to see House of Black on our TV every single week or most weeks. Now I do. I did listen to the the scrum and. Tony Khan mentioned that uh, something was going on with Buddy and he was out or unavailable or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But like, yep. goddamn, I mean, it's like 20 of them people in that damn group. I mean, this, 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 <laughs> give me the other people in the group. I didn't, Murphy doesn't have to be included, you know, just give, give me a presence of these guys. So happy to see the win. Happy to see these guys win the championships. Man, so of course, the Samoa. We, call it, we used to call it the Samoa Mafia. Uh, but, of course, for our Jimmy and Jay, they're going to always go down as my favorite tag team. But, damn, the Lee, Nick, and Matt, they are just so good. Like, 
I wonder to myself, yeah. like, do they do they practice all the time? I know back when I used to watch their their show, uh, they had a wrestling ring at home. But it's just like it's almost like it's effortless for them that they can mm-hmm. do it with their eyes closed with pretty much any competitor. So watching that match to me, just once again, I don't think I've ever seen a bad Young Bucks match um, or Kenny's match. Of course, Kenny is, I like Kenny from New Japan, but we're starting to see a little bit more and more of that. But I've just, I just have to give it to the Young Bucks. They're just so good. They're just, just so, so good and make it look effortless. And they're, and they're underrated with the the stories they tell in the match, Mm -hmm. right? Like it was a story thread throughout that entire match. And like all the trios matches, they tell mm-hmm. stories in the actual match itself. And I thought the match was A1. I'll tell you what else I love was on Dynamite. And you, yeah, you can say it didn't make sense because why would you want more people to be able to take your title? But when House of Black started their promo on the screen and they finished their promo what? out on the ramp and basically said, <laughs> what? hey, we, we take on both of y'all. Both of y'all come next week and we command... Give me that. Give me that energy. Mm-hmm. Give them all the titles. Mm-hmm. Give Julia the women's title. Yeah. Give give them all. Just just take the titles and let All Out be a House of Black All Out pay per view. Is how I'm feeling after seeing that. Just the mask that you, I mean, all of it. It is yeah. the presentation is what sh- it should have been the first time. But hey, we yep. got second chances. We'll take it. Now we just yep. got to keep going on that trajectory. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for next week to see that triple threat trios match. And it's cool too that Jericho and uh, Omega get something special in their hometown. So shout out, you know, to them for that also. Hey, real quick, quick though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I just love when, uh, I believe it was Kenny, I call it the V-triggered um, Julia. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> just <Yeah>. keep moving. <laughs> yeah. I love that, that spot. Was, that was a good spot. <laughs> hey, this might be a good time to bring this up. Uh, as we were talking about it, because, you know, Rhodesia made the comment about the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um but just going back to House of Black, you're right, Matt. The presentation is what really gets me, man. And it can really go in the ring. I mean, I, I love what they're doing right now. Um, but on Twitter, there was a question that was asked by um, a website. And it said, are you sure the Young Bucks aren't the greatest tag team ever? <laughs> and uh, shout out to my homeboy, friend of the, the podcast, and supporter of the podcast, Grizz. He said... Uh, Hey, you know his Never name like, this week. Hey, shout yeah. that out. Shout that out. Hey, so here's the thing. Like, I thought I was mispronouncing his name. He uh, said, no, he said I nailed it. Like, your boy. Yeah, you know yeah. Hey, a long, long time ago, I, I did study phonics. But um, <laughs> he said. I don't um, know what that means. <laughs> phonic, said, like uh, phonically words. Oh, got it. All right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> hey, it is late. It's, 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 it's late at night. Um, he said. Um. Yes, I'm sure. I never liked them. Almost every move being a finisher like a video game move set is painful to sit through. Wow. Um, they ushered in an extremely choreographed match. And uh, I got to get something off my chest, man. Like, you know, look, I got right behind me signed pops from the Young Bucks. I met these guys a couple times. And they're just really, really nice guys. I was a Really, really into Young Bucks too. Probably in about twenty uh, seventeen, twenty eighteen, maybe twenty nineteen. But for something when they the AEW run just wasn't really hitting to me, and it, it seemed like I started to kind of get into a pattern of their matches to where it was that it's like watching a video game. It's a lot of no sales, 
And at one point, I love seeing the super kick because I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. I love seeing the super kick. They used to throw some really good super kicks. But, wow, they overused the hell out of that move. And I kind of feel like they may have been the first act I see to kind of really bastardize that move because um, it's a great-looking move. It, it, you know, it looks like it could be a finish, but you see them over and over and over and over again. So you see these big moves these big moments in the matches that don't lead to endings. You know, you see these guys popping up out of uh, matches over and over again. And like, and it's starting to look like their matches are like stunts. So I know Matt had uh, put up a, a video. I think it is them against the Aussie open from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he didn't specifically comment on that spot. But I remember when I watched it, I'm like, ah, that spot wasn't it. Cause it was essentially somehow they choreographed like uh, the team, the teammate, the bigger guy, and Tombstone and his partner, and that to me just didn't seem like that can realistically happen in a frame of an actual match. And there's so many spots that just seem like they're contrived that they just realistically couldn't happen. And it looks like these guys a lot of times are. It looks like there. It looks like it's like a lot of assistance in making these things happen, which sometimes for me takes me out of the match. So as far as like everything looking like a stunt, a lot of things looking so performance or rehearsed, a lot of times just really takes me out of the mood. In addition to like these finishers, these high impact moves just being no sold or being used as transition moves, this really takes me out of the match. So I for I think about it like, are they really one of the top tag teams? Ever, or they're really kind of like like an attraction. Like once you see these guys do their thing after a couple of times, does it get old? That's where I'm. So at. I do want to. I want to respond to that. So for sure, do they need a slowdown? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, but I think this has kind of been my my beef with AEW ever since their inception. Do they no sell a lot? Sure, but again, this is my favorite type of match. When I look at wrestling, and there's different types of wrestling, they're like superheroes to me. So if you can put on this performance looking like a superhero flying in the sky, that entertains me. I would imagine to, to young kids, they may enjoy that. Part of the whole falling in love with wrestling is kind of also falling in love with this make-believe stuff. Um, what they do in the ring, if you, yeah, they're high-flying. They are spots here and spots there, and they don't sell it sometimes. Overall, I still can't see a lot of tag teams doing that and doing that so effortlessly as them. I think that... Uh... But we know that they overuse the super kick. They know it. That's why it's called the super kick party. I mean, they're they're a top five tag team of all time. It's not even close. I don't I don't think they're number one. I think that goes to the Usos. Uh, just because they've been doing it at the highest level for the longest. But I think that you could probably make an argument that the Bucks would be one A or one C if you want to put FTR in that mm-hmm. conversation. I also think the Lucha Bros for their style is at the top of that said list. But of all you know time, I mean? though? Yeah, I would say so for tag teams. For tag of all teams, time. For that, for that particular um, wrestling style. Like, you know, you were kind of talking about the things you don't like about them. You know, superhero, not realistic. We can go and say, like, that's the indie style, old NXT style, too. How many matches did we see from Dijak and Keith Lee, from Adam Cole, from the Bruiser Ray? From, I mean, all those guys where you watch it and you say, if I, we know we got to suspend our disbelief. Now, yes, do we probably need to suspend our disbelief a little bit more in the Young Bucks matches? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's still, enter- you know, it's still entertaining. 
Um, but it's not everybody's cup of tea, which is so right. awesome with wrestling because you can look at it and say, I hate the Bucks, but I love whoever else in, in you know, mm-hmm. in the in the tag division. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I would ever put them as the best tag team because I just think they're not. You know what I mean? Like there's no knock on them at all. I just think mm-hmm. the Usos are better. And you know, we've seen the Usos do kind of everything across the board. I mean, of course, it's not even talking about this incredible bloodline story where right. like we're taking that out the picture. chops are on mm-hmm. level 100 yeah but just you know they've done the funny they've done the wacky they've done the serious it's only the bucks too but i think it's just at a, at a different different level but if i had to say like right now a gun in my head where would i put the bucks absolutely top five for me tag teams of all time for sure i might put them at three but that's a great question so anybody who's listening hit us up on twitter or in the comments on YouTube, let us know where you would put the Bucks and who would you have ahead of the Bucks if they are not number one on your list. No, the Midnight Express, Arn and Telly. Oh, Arn and Telly. Ain't Heart Foundation. <laughs> Heart Foundation could be. Uh, wow. No, no. Give me. Well, I mean, give me the Royal Warriors. Royal give me Demolition, maybe over Heart Foundation. I got. I got. I got to think that oh, that could be something man. that we we the Rockers. Oh. oh no. Uh, because Marty, <laughs> he said, no. yeah, he didn't pull his weight. He didn't pull his weight. Um, next match that was on the show that I wanted to, of course, talk about was the women's triple threat, and they cooked. In they that match. did. Yep, sure did. I think it was 10, 12 minutes or so, but I thought it would be good. I, I was really excited to see the match. I wasn't excited to see the finish per se. We definitely got to talk about the finish. Uh, but Jamie Hader, of course, goes over. Jamie, if you are listening, please change your slogan to Jamie hits or Hater hits harder. She, she says the Hater hits hard. I like it, but Hater hits harder to me just sounds better. I think that is boom right there for you. Um, but, you know, so a couple of things we got on this match is the match was worked very well. But I did have a problem with Ruby, so she, like, she switched too quick at the end, right? Like, so the match is over. Now she's got to decide which way she's going. Nothing kind of happens. And then she decides to go with Tony and Soraya, like, pretty immediate. If you were going to make that decision that quick, why couldn't you made it mid-match? And then you and Soraya could have won the title. One of you guys could have won the title. That that was the disconnect to me. I thought she killed that promo on Dynamite. Oh, yes. She nailed it. I thought the content was fantastic. I thought her delivery was incredible, but it still didn't cover for the fact of yes, but why didn't you guys work together 30 seconds before you did and Jamie wouldn't be champion right now? But I'll throw, you, I'll throw it to you guys. What do you guys think about the match? And the the piece of what I just talked about. Was it okay for you? Or was it just one of those wrestling things where you're like, hey, not that big of a deal. We move on to the storyline. Or did it bother you also? All right. So for the match itself, I thought the match was good. Uh, really, really good when it was happening toward the end. And then I had to take into account what we had just saw right before that. So that actually makes me feel like the match was even better. Because for them to have to follow, I was really, really happy with how the match worked out. To answer your question about 
the ending of her switching the way I looked at it. Cause we haven't talked about this by you just saying that there, I felt like maybe she was maybe not down with them yet. I don't think the way I interpret it, I don't think she mm-hmm. was down with them before the match. I think that when she realized the match was over, then fine, I'll join the crew. And that's probably why I felt a little off and how she switched so quick. Cause I would imagine mm-hmm. too, if you knew you were turning to begin with, why are we doing this? Why are we playing this game? So I just think that in my opinion and how I interpreted that, that she wanted to be fair as possible in this three-way match and then see how it ends. And she made her mind and switched her mind at the end. Yeah, good match. Um, White women went over. Like I said, I wanted to see Jamie retain. Um, So I wasn't a fan of the ending and the ruby turn myself, but I'll be honest with you. When we talk about like wrestling, this is one of those things you got to be, you got to be a wrestling fan to accept this kind of stuff because this, that wasn't anything new. That wasn't anything we've never seen before. We've seen plenty of instances where, you know, somebody's putting the boots on somebody. Then all of a sudden they turn on the end. They were in, in the cahoots the whole time. And it never really makes sense. Like, and, it, and, and even if you explain like, oh, she may change her, her mind at the end of the match. Like she was a hundred percent with them right after the match. Like, how, like you, it, she, if, Psycholo- psychologically this had to be something that she would have had to been thinking about and kind of doing or thinking about longer i don't know but these mm-hmm. this has happened before in wrestling it's happened numerous times in wrestling i've seen this happen multiple times and never really makes sense and it's just one of those things that we are wrestling family go oh okay yeah that's how you get to a turn that's how you you know form a faction or whatever the case may be i mean it's just this is one of those wrestling things yeah, I, I just and I, I agree with you, Radija. I think that was the case. It just could have been like just protect Ruby a little bit better. That's all mm-hmm. for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, if she's gonna turn heel, let's protect her a little bit in that match or at the end where something happens to where she then decides to go with them. And it wasn't anything because she threw Saray out and said, I think she said it's my house, bitch. And then yeah, she like turned that. on her. So it was kinda yeah. like So yeah. it was that that was that was kind of a miss. But match mm-hmm. match was great. Uh, I don't think either one of you watched the uh, the Texas Death Match. Like, nope, I watched it. Actually, the whole thing. Nope. Okay, nope, I did not. Did, not. did not. No, I it turned was, in. I tuned in the last three minutes when I said, "Oh, I think they're done with with the with the nasty stuff." All right, and then I watched when it was just wrestling. Nope, turned from it. Didn't I thought it was an incredible match. I thought it was more than just a hardcore match, if that makes sense, which I didn't think so. EC um, and you watched the whole match. Was it too much? You know, I don't think it was too much, honestly. And in, in some ways, I feel like I was desensitized to a little bit of it because, you know, this is like John Moxley's thing. You know, what was that meme we saw where, you know, in five <laughs> seconds to a match, Bobby Lashley is, is, is sweating. You know, two seconds to a match, you know, John Moxley's bleeding. And then, you know, one second to the, the a promo, promo, Cody's crying, Cody's crying, right? I mean... <laughs> You I haven't know, seen that, so, but that's good. That's good. That? That's yeah, good. and Cody had blackface too. So, it um, what it, it, it was? It was yeah. Black History Month. Yeah, yeah. Because so, <laughs> oh, Cody single handedly ended racism, like you know, he ended racism. Yeah, yeah, and with that promo. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I wish that we didn't see so much blood from Moxley and mm-hmm. the crew prior mm-hmm. to that match. I feel like it would have meant more. Right. And that's just one of the things that we talk about with AEW. I wish they give you things when they mean something, when when it should mean something. So at a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. like this bloody ass match 
would have really been something to see because you hadn't seen it in some time, right? But, you know, Mox has been bleeding out of his ass for the past two months. So for me, like, I was kind of desensitized to it. I mean, the fork was the spot, right? Like, man, when he was hitting with that fork. That was fork, crazy. Like, yeah, like I was wondering how he was really not using the fork, right? I could, I guess he could have probably, you know, used, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm sure he could have figured out how to use it safely, but. Man, he was squirting blood all over the place. And, man, it was a, a damn bloody match, man. Like, for me, with that match, and I'm sure we'll get to it, Matt, is that this is one of the things. Like I said, I, I, like just being a dad, I couldn't let MJF, you know, throw water or vodka in my kid's face. Like, I'll be really upset if this man is talking to my wife and she's interviewing him casually after he done took a fork and scraped it off my head and said, you know, how are you doing? And all this stuff like, this is some disconnects to me. And then that wasn't the end of this feud. We still continue in this feud. Like we had this big, bloody, nasty match. And that wasn't, that wasn't the blow off. There's that still, be, what more can these, these people do to each other in this and, feud? And that's, Where are we going? And that's the thing about it. Like, that's the thing about it. I, the promo I like, cause he, you know, They've always kind of talked to themselves as people when they talk to each other in the yep. promo segment. He even said yesterday, like, hey, you know, sorry, you had to kind of see that, but, like, we had to get to it. I, you know, back to real quick, back to the match. Uh, I thought the match was extremely brutal, but in a good way. But I absolutely agree with you. Imagine if we hadn't seen Moxley bleed in every match for the next month. And it was still uh, super hardcore and super edgy. And super bloody to where you still was, you know, there was some spots where absolutely anybody who watched would get squeamish, right? Or squirm yeah. around and things of that nature. Imagine just how more it would have hit if he didn't have that. And I think we probably would be having a different conversation if he hadn't blood. Say we hadn't seen blood on AEW TV for a month and a half leading up to that show, right? And they know, hey, this is the end game. Well, it's not the end game because to your point, everybody <laughs> continued this feud. But hey, for this match, we we're going to go all out with the violence and the blood we will be probably leading with that match instead of the 67 minute Ironman match. That was a five-star fantastically wrestled, awesome drama match. It just goes back to man. Less is more sometimes, right? Just less mm-hmm. is more sometimes. Um, well, let's go ahead and kind of talk about dynamite. Cause a lot of the fallout did happen last night. I kind of started the pod by saying, in my opinion, Sunday was peak AEW. Dynamite was the opposite of AEW. Revolution was such a fantastic show. That show should have happened. And if you did not watch Revolution, you're either going to find a way to illegally watch it this week or you're going to order the pay-per-view. And besides the awesome video package that opened up Dynamite with the Dynamite music, but it was all Revolution highlights, they did not land... That guys, if you did not see the pay per view Sunday, you got to go out of your way to watch it because it was one of the best shows in a long time. We didn't get that, and that's what I talk about when you, after watching Dynamite, we had a lot happen, right? We got the BCC Hill turn, we got Hobbs going over. Of course, we can talk about that stuff. I don't know what they want us to focus in on from Revolution to East Point. We are still going with this Moxley-Hangman feud. Yes, now it's going to be evidently the BCC and whoever Hangman gets with him. But what am I supposed to remember? Like, what is the 
stamp that if you don't remember anything else from this show, is it MJF and Brian Danielson? Okay, MJF's going to be on the show next week, but we didn't get that. We got a lot thrown at us yesterday, and I, I don't think the follow-up was as good as it could have been. I think it's you know, baby what? steps. I, I, I see your point is baby steps because when we saw the intro to Dynamite and they had the recap of Revolution, mm-hmm. that was a really great touch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they could have, um, like you said, had like uh, the backlash of Re- Revolution, like what's next, what's to come. Like you said, what was it that you missed out on that you should have saw? I think there it's just baby steps. I think they're still trying to figure it out. But I really, really enjoyed that intro to Dynamite because it did give us some of that. Not as well as maybe or as much as we should have, but it still introduced that, hey, this is what we're just coming off of. Yeah, you know, I didn't really feel that way about the show. But to be honest with you, you know, I'm kind of they're kind of training me and I'm I'm kind of starting to sit in on the fact that this is who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, it's one of those things to where we wanted to be this or we wanted to have these different things. But as long as I think Tony isn't creative this is the type of show that he's going to give us i mean it's a heavy heavy action fast-paced wrestling show that we're going to get week in and week out and you know we're going to get good moments um we're going to have great matches um and it's going to be fast it's going to be it's, it, like we're on to the next thing okay revolution's off over what's what's next what are we going to we're trying to put on good shows we're trying to have great wrestling matches, and that's what they gave us week in and week out. So, like, you know, I, I, for me, instead of like, you know, hoping for something else, I'm appreciate. I'm sorry, trying to appreciate what they actually give us. Um, and they give us, you know, an entertaining show most weeks, right? Like for me, I might say, oh, this show's a seven. That's entertaining to me because I, I go mm-hmm. into the show expecting to be entertained. I'm typically am entertained. Now, other things, you know, like I said about a, a, a young bucks match. That I, I don't like, you know, but that's what AEW is. It's a Young Bucks match. It's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be a lot of no sales. It's going to be a lot of extra stuff that if you've been a long-time wrestling fan, maybe you, it might not be your cup of tea, but they got a little bit of everything for you. You can get a little bit of comedy, a little bit of action. It's going to be some athleticism. I mean, that's what they bring is. So for me, it's just business as usual in AEW. So then let's kind of hit the highlights from Dynamite. I'll throw it to you guys. What uh, happened on Dynamite this week that piqued your guys' interest, good or bad, that, that you guys wanted to highlight? Like I said, I actually like Dynamite. And I think mostly it was because a lot of the storytelling after Revolution. So just a couple of things. Like you mentioned it already about House of Black pretty much saying you can come get it too. Um, there's one thing I didn't like, but I'll address that last in my little thing here. But I love the Brian Danielson video package. I like the MJF package. Um, we'll talk about Warlow Hobbs in just a moment. Um, but the international belt. So I'm great with that. I'm okay with that. I, I actually like that. And my only concern is like, why do we have to see Jeff Jarrett next week? Because he's going over. That's why. <laughs> we so. get the new intercontinental champ next week. And it's no, no, no. International. 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 Champ. International. <laughs> intercontinental. Yeah. International. Yeah. Substitute. So. Substitute. Champion. We're leveling yeah. up. I guess so. Alex, I just like a lot of those, those, um, the video packages we saw, the interviews that we saw, the kind of, um, I call it revolution, extended revolution. I guess you Mm -hmm. don't see it quite that way. Maybe Ishan doesn't quite see it that way either. I actually, I liked it. Okay. Because Ruby put on a hell of a 
in-ring promo promo as well too so overall i actually like dynamite um yeah i actually enjoyed uh dynamite as well um first i got a couple notes here i got jay lethal as the man like <laughs> he mm-hmm. man he was man that was such a great match with him in uh oc and he just man, so many great moments from him i just love this i love that there i, I want to see more of jay and mm-hmm. less of jeff if i could um <laughs> like i wish yep. those like for me like look I, I i'm not a fit jeff jerry fan this goes back to tna i didn't want to see him however long ago that was in 2023 i don't want to see him again i don't know why he's being this makes me so irritated this is one thing i'm not going to get over like i don't <laughs> see how jeff jarrett is used every single week but I got to wait for Aleister Black. We can't find yeah. creative for Miro. Um, it's just, a, you know, a, a preflip of things. I mean, for me. However, um, real quick, one thing you guys ab- see, um, back to you talk about Orange Cassidy, and that match was great. You, Orange Cassidy is a ratings beast. Yeah, and I heard. It, That's what they were Yeah, like, yeah. just uh, on Dynamite, he's been typically one of the highest rated segments on Dynamite this week. The spot they had him in, they opened the show, right? I mean, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the highest rated segments of Yep, the yep, night. they opened again. They opened. It's like wow. So I think I think their last match was uh highly rated. So I think that's it was. why they wanted to run it back. Yeah. It was, yep. Now I hope we don't see Orange Cassidy every single week because you talk about something that can get old. And Orange Cassidy, I think, is a top wrestler. I think he can do a I lot that in last that week. ring. Yep. Yeah. Um but we but we, uh, we that, do see him every week. We do see him every week. Though. Yeah, I, I hope they kind of pull back just a little bit. Or maybe he keeps adding wrinkles to his game to where you don't get tired of it. Because that's something, if you see it every single week, it could wear a little thin on the audience. But I, I did take a note staying with him in this match is that I don't like when he does his 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 gimmick in the middle of a match. Like, right? Like, especially, like, all right, in the beginning of the match, I get it. Mm-hmm. Right, but when they're like in the middle of the match and it's going back and forth, like it was it was a spot where Jay Lethal uh, was chopping him, and they were like uh, like on the apron. He's like Jay's chopping the the mess out of this man, and you know you know Orange is doing his thing. He just kind of taps his his chest. Right, you know, Jay chops him again, games. and he like I mean like I was like I, I don't know man I like that I I don't I don't like at this at some point you got to get serious in this you match said, right this is between mind games I'm over wrestling right like, let's, let's, let's get it going right like it, I don't get that part um oh and then we got a little dirty uh bullet club no shot ah! right <laughs> got a how little dirty people, bullet club what, what, what happened how what many happened? people thought that was Jay Wright the pop from oh, the crowd. When the ha- oh, sorry. Music when hit. Ricky Sarks came out, you know, he had his, uh, his promo, he was cutting his promo, uh, and then the Bullet Club music hit. You don't you, you see that part? Is that where people were saying that somebody should be getting fired? No, 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 no. Uh, okay, 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 okay. No, no, that no. That was then when yeah, the audience that. was pumped into, from the commentators, was pumped into the arena. That was in the beginning. That was in the beginning. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. And the crowd went ballistic just for Juice Robinson to come out there. Nothing against Juice. I think him and Ricky are going to have some oh, awesome matches. I, I think the program's going to be pretty yeah. good. But hey, I like, hey, I thought that was Jay White. I, I, I like remember Juice. That. I remember that. I like, I like Juice, but somebody on Twitter, and I, I don't remember his name, but he's like, yeah, we thought we was getting the switchblade, but we ended up getting the butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> 
He called him no, the butter knife. I remember knife. that. I remember that. That, that is a shoe. That. Yeah, that was a that was a dirty that was a dirty spot right there, Tony Khan. That was dirty. But like, but no, we know Jay White's not in the Bullet Club. He can remember yeah. he got kicked out like a month yeah. ago. Yeah, but I well, think we that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, we didn't know Juice was in the Bullet Club either, right? He came out. Of I didn't know that. that. I didn't was, know that. So that that was a dirty spot right there, man. And then um, I got two more things. Um, yeah. Like um, Ruby. So here's the thing. Like when Ruby started cutting her promo, I'll be honest with you, I started groaning and I started looking for something to do when she started talking to be quite honest with you. I'm like, cause like she started talking. It's like, you guys are never behind me. You guys are never behind me. Right. I'm like, what do you mean? Like when you got there, you got one of the biggest pops in the company. What do you, they, you had them like, like they were with you from the start. I'm not, I'm not sure what happened at the end, but they was with you from the very start. So she started with that. You you were never there for me thing. I'm like, okay, here's one these here's one of them heel promos where we're revisiting history. But Edge part two. But she went right. right into like I think one of the if maybe the best promo I've ever heard her cut. And she told no lies, right? When she was kind of addressing the situation and breaking it down and where she's at now and what's what she's wants in the future. I mean, it was an excellent promo um to her. And then, you know, I I got Big powerhouse holding that gold. Yes, sir, Mr. House. Let's go. That's all I got. Did you like it, the ending? How all that transpired? Yeah, I mean, because I, I honestly thought that um, I, I willing them to add something to Powerhouse's act, um, you know, QT, you know. It kind of makes sense, too. I think they decommissioned the factory. Um, I think Aaron Solo is doing something different. That jobber group is trying to move on. I think QT uh, has a lot of personality. Uh, maybe he might be the manager coach type for him. I think that might be cool. So I'm looking to see where that goes. I'm indifferent. I, but I was really interested to see how this was going to play out because I, I wanted Hobbs to win. Um, but I also was kind of like, wow, Samoa Joe dropped it to Wardlow. So kind of where do this, where does this leave Wardlow? But I, I did want Hobbs to win. So I guess I'm actually happy, maybe just indifferent on how all that played out. Because I guess QT had to had a payback or he had a get-out-of-jail-free card for him that he had to cash in. So I don't remember that part of the storytelling. Shame on me. But for me, not knowing that part, I kind of was like, oh, where did QT come from all of a sudden? So but that could just be an ignorant fan here. No, it's not. That was something that happened a long time ago, and it was a throwaway kind of, hey – if I'll be there for you. Of course, mm-hmm. I love that Hobbs won. We talked about that on the pod last week, but that ending was god-awful. They oh, absolutely wow. cut the legs off from Hobbs. The, the heat is not on Hobbs. The heat is on QT Marshall for that. And I know it is going to be fine. I think this is going to be a long reign for Hobbs. This is not going to be flip-flop the title. He's not losing on Dynamite. He ain't losing at all out, like, or double or nothing. This is going to be a long reign for Hobbs. I get that. So Hobbs would be fine. But he was robbed of that moment last night because of that finish. Even if you somehow wanted to include QT, include him in a point, like, toward the end of the match where QT, you know, turns the favor into Hobbs, but then Hobbs still gets it done by himself for the finish. That 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 finish was horrible. That finish was absolutely horrible. Uh, but Hobbs won, and at the end of the day, that, that's all that matters. We talked about it. It's going to be interesting to see where Warlow goes. Yes. Because what I thought they were going to do was going to be, you know, like a double turn because they were in the Bay, which is, you know, Hobbs' home area. I thought, hey, you flip him face, you have him beat Warlow, then Warlow turns heel afterwards with a beat down, 
boom, you're good to go. I don't, of course, we know that Warlow was probably still going to want the title from Hobbs. So this program isn't done, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with, with Warlow. I don't think him winning Sunday and losing Wednesday doesn't really do him any favors either. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. We'll but yeah, absolutely shout out to Hobbs for cashing in that, that ring, that brass ring, the nuts, as he said last week, <laughs> and, and, and getting that title. Uh, anything else on AEW before we move on to WWE? No, let's get to some WWE. Nope. All right. So I guess I want to start with Vince being backstage at Monday Night Raw. Did you guys hear that? I'm, I'm so confused with all of this. Like, I saw that picture, and then it's like, no, that wasn't a real picture. That was an old picture. Yeah, so that's, I'm that's just like real really, really confused. But yeah. he was backstage visiting John Cena, but he was at Gorilla the entire Raw show. Not doing anything from a work perspective, they said. They said all the agents, producers, Triple H still manned it, and he wasn't working per se, but he was actually in Gorilla for the entire show. What you guys think about that? I'm scared. Trash. <laughs> I'm, scared. I'm scared. Oh, boy. We could be closer to uh, Vince taking over the book, or it could be, hey, he just wanted to come see his longtime friend, Mr. Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect. I don't know. Before we get to that, because we definitely got to talk about Austin Theory and John Cena, we got to go back to Friday Night SmackDown last Friday. (laughs) And Roman Reigns getting in Cody's ass. Oh, boy. Give me all of the sound effects that I can absolutely possibly hit at one time. Roman showed in that moment, and yes, I know it was Roman's promo to win, okay? But Roman showed in that moment, there are levels to this game. Roman kind of did what John Cena did to Roman years ago. Cody comes out there and gives his passion speech. The first thing out of Roman's mouth was, man, it sounds like you were working on that and reciting that all week. Ouch. And then Dude, when he laid the titles out. He laid the titles out and pointed to each one of them. <laughs> Do you, you even know what that is? Have you even fought for that before? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought it was, I, wait, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was excellent. Um, and I'm excited. And I'll get your guys' thoughts, of course, on a promo. Roman is beating Cody at WrestleMania. <laughs> I am ecstatic. Figured this out earlier today. Roman... And Cody was not the first choice for WWE at WrestleMania, right? We talked about it two or three pods ago. We know they wanted Rock, right? That fell through. They then went to Austin. That fell through. Do we think Rock or Austin was going to beat Roman for the title at WrestleMania? I was going to say no. No, right? E, did you think either one of them was going to beat Roman for the title at Mania? No, I thought he was. Uh, Rock Rock was going to lose the match, and then uh, Cody's going to beat him at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Okay. I still think now, just thinking about it, why would he drop the title to Cody if Cody was the third choice? And there's no knock on Cody, of course. But evidently, the plan all along was Roman to come out of Mania as champ. We just found out this week that uh, Backlash, thank God they took away the WrestleMania Backlash name. Now it's just mm-hmm. Backlash. It's May 6th in Puerto Rico. That's in a stadium. Okay? So May is a stadium. 
June is uh, King and Queen of the Ring, Saudi Arabia, right? Mm-hmm. That's a stadium. July slash early August is SummerSlam. Four Field. What up, dope? That's a stadium. Need I say more in regards to when Roman is probably going to drop that title? So, so are you saying that, that, is that what, you, you want to keep Roman as your title holder for those big stadiums over Cody? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I'm getting at, yep, he's going to come out of Mania. And then I think, what's the next benchmark? Has he already hit 1,000 days? No. Or he's, he still has to hit 1,000 days, right? He has to hit 1,000 days. Okay, so I think, a, I think the 1,000th day is like the weekend of uh, the king and queen of the ring, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, hey, I could be completely off, right? Come April 2nd, all the fireworks budget for the year could be going up, and Cody is <laughs> holding both titles at the end of WrestleMania. But if you kind of just put two and two together, I think maybe we've been kind of overthinking this thing a little too much, and Roman goes over on Cody. But uh, what's your guys' thoughts on that promo segment from SmackDown? And, and if you got it, of course, a retort to what I said, what you guys on that too? I was just happy to be there. It felt like so long ago. Um, again, we talked to y'all. I think y'all two mentioned it last week. Man, the SmackDown after we recorded the show just seems like so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to, like, remember to bring it up. But, no, that was that was incredible. You said it. You hit the nail on the head. That was when, like, a, a Cena to Roman, it kind of returned. But it was good because I like this banter between the two of them because it also, one didn't, I guess, Roman kind of outshined them. But they, they were neck and neck to each other. I was completely fine with how Cody was, how he was presented. And I was really happy how Roman was presented. He added that little element of talking like Dusty that I was like, <laughs> this is actually pretty you funny. Like, <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> you <know? sell> <laughs> <laughs> And then he wrapped it back up, you know, again with, you know, don't worry, whatever your daddy didn't teach you, I'm going to teach you. I mean, just overall, I love that, that back and forth there. I think though, this should be the last time the two of them are in the ring before Mania together. That's my thoughts. That's mm. my input. Yeah. So I no final sale? That, that last no. week? Oh. No. Because okay. for me, for me, just for me, I don't know how you can top that. That's me. Oh, it's going to happen. Uh, I think you're going to see them have some type of back and forth exchange. I think um, this is part of the plan was for Roman to get his you know one-up Cody. Um, and I think eventually Cody's going to have his one up promo at some point, maybe right before mania to kind of sell it, kind of put some, uh, some doubt into Roman or give fans some hope that he's going to win. And, uh, I don't care to comment on your continuance of, uh, hating on Cody Rose. I'm, 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 just, not I'm hate, over man. it. Let's, let's, let's go to the next, the next thing. It is not hate, but I'll tell you who did get some hate from Monday night. Jay Uso comes back. And I thought Ooh. that was done fantastic also. Like, they did it right. I'm glad they didn't wait for the turn to be sometime this week because we all would have seen it coming. But Jay finally turns on Sammy. What's your guys' thoughts on that? So, how that happened. Again, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Again, I've always felt bloodline is bloodline. I believe that in regular life as well, too. Your blood is your blood. I just didn't like how he sized them up at the end and said, I trust you, sized them up and then laid them out. Like that to me, I didn't like, but I guess that's, that's the point, right? I guess we're supposed to not like him because of that. So I guess they did perfect for me. It's an awesome moment. It was a TFW moment. 
Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I loved it. And so this is, and that's how you do a, a super kick. Damn it. Like, that, I mean, that was a super kick. I don't know. I, I, in some ways, I was, I kept watching it. Because like, I'm like, cause I knew, that, like, we know the turn got to come. We know mm-hmm. the turn got to come. And I was like, damn, is this one's going to happen? And this one's going to So I was watching them to see if he was sizing them up for the kick or is he sizing them up for something. Mm-hmm. And, man, and, and still, it took, like, the, the, the way the camera was shot, it looked phenomenal. And then Sammy's sale of the super kick was phenomenal. <laughs> man, and then, then Jay started letting him have it. Started talking to him. Started talking to us about what's going on, what's on his mind. Man, it was a really, really, really good segment segments um and i'm very interested in where they go because like they had super cody run out <laughs> in his in his <laughs> suit sliding down in the, in the man, shoes he man he ran in those shoes those hard bottoms he ran hey, as soon as he started running my feet started hurting man because like, i got flat feet and i couldn't imagine nobody running that hard in them shoes they look really uncomfortable but um and he, he he came in there he slid underneath and the crowd started singing the song right they love cody's song started hey, singing man, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I know you want to hit hit that thing. I actually can't. <laughs> <laughs> I go to dun 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 dun. I tell you what's uh, funny. So I saw a conspiracy theory online today or yesterday that Jay is in cahoots with Sammy. Okay. And the. Conspiracy theory goes like this. And when you watch it back, if this is the case, you're like, oh, this is fantastic. Conspiracy theory goes, the reason why he said, I trust you, is because he was telling him that he trusts him. He says, I trust you, and then he brings him in for a hug. He says something in his ear, and then you see Sammy's eyes kind of light up. Go back and watch it after four was, Oh, no, I remember, no, I remember that, yep. yep. Then he super kicks him, mm-hmm. throws him in the ring. Jimmy starts going hard on Sammy. Jay goes in the ring, pushes Jimmy off of him. He starts going hard on Sammy. Now, if you watch it back, those punches weren't connected. <laughs> do I, I don't think they were going to go that way with it? I don't know. But I do think it would be super interesting if, because we know that everything that has been done in this storyline has been for a reason. And to your point, Radizia, around the I trust you line, why else would he say I trust you? Not, I got your back. Not, I'm here for you. Nothing like that. Or even, I trusted say, I trust you. trusted you. Yeah, he didn't even say this past tense. Yep. I think that line means something. If it's that, I don't know about that. But I did want to bring that up. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, but it was great business. Of course, we know Roman's going to be on SmackDown this week. He was going to give Jimmy the business if Jay didn't show up. But this mm-hmm. goes back to... The first part of this entire storyline with them acknowledging Roman to save each other. And it's kind of the same thing now with Jay. So I thought, hey, I thought you, that was You know what? Fantastic. That is very interesting. And that would be really, really cool. But, you know, and that's the only bad part about sometimes being, you know, quote unquote, super fan or smart fan mm-hmm. or whatever we consider ourselves, you know, whatever we consider ourselves. But uh, like KO is involved in this. So and we kind of know, like, okay, the storyline is to get KO and Sammy together, right? Right. And so if Jay is in on it, right? So now you got Sammy, uh, KO, and Jay, 
versus Solo, Jimmy, Jimmy and what, Paul? Like, who, Roman, who, who, right? Could it be Roman? Who, well, not that Mania. Man. Not that Mania, oh, not right? Oh, 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 no, oh, no, yeah. Like, well, I still think maybe do we still get the tag match? Because what's going to be interesting to that point is how what has to happen for KO to finally have Sammy's back and say, all right, let's do it. It's going to have to be three, adversity. three Mondays left to yeah, be able to, to tell be some that kind story. Of adversity, right? It has to be some kind of adversity to get him on the on the page. Less this has been he's been in cahoots with it, right? But then even like what what match do we have at Mania, right? Now it will make sense if there's something big and the leads pops off at Mania, right? And that's where the the turn happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then at WrestleMania Backlash, you know, Cody wins, right? And Roman's next thing is to side with Jimmy and Solo versus those three. That's when it gets kind of sticky a little bit yeah, for me. Right. But yeah, yeah, but it's 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 a definitely an interesting thought. But that's why I hate you know trying to be like book these shows. Right, you try to think about okay, where are they going booking wise? It kind of ruins these type of stories for me. You know, right? Well, we're, we're, we're probably gonna be wrong, so it shouldn't ruin it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we just talked about is probably not even going to happen. But speaking of uh, betting, did y'all see that? That WWE is trying to get betting approved so we can actually put real money down on the winners and losers of certain matches. So they said it's supposed to be certain matches. Did both of you guys see that? Yeah. But I I don't don't care for that news. I'm thinking about canceling my FanDuel account, actually. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't either. I'm going to be rich or I'm going to be in the poorhouse. You know, the only thing about that, the only thing about that is like, uh, I I couldn't trust it because this is a predetermined sport, right? So Mm -hmm. they can, I mean, who's, who's, who's to say that they can't, all right, hey, these, they're picking Roman to win at Mm -hmm. Mania, right? And they see that everybody's picking Roman. All of a sudden, oh, I'm going to switch to Cody, right? And then, like, I I don't like that. I don't like that from a predetermined Mm -hmm. sport. But I guess what they said was, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, just really quick, you can go on CNC, uh, CNC, CNBC had a write-up. Basically just talked about WDBs and talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on scripted match results. According to them, what they were saying was, if this happens, certain matches that you can bet on would have to be, the finish would have to be done months in advance. Okay, and so that's the underwriting behind it. Someone is, yeah, got it. And then it's the not, workers yeah, would know maybe up until bell time, who's winning. So it would be only between maybe, I guess, the head booker who is Triple H right now and maybe a couple of agents, and, and that's it. So I don't know if it's some point of or something where they have to send in what the results would be to these betting sites. So they have it. I don't know. But, uh, of course, I think it's interesting. I think more harm probably comes with it than – good for us or actually not even for us for the wrestlers i think this could be detrimental for them just in regards yeah. to not being able to prepare to and, know, and, yeah for your match yeah, yeah. kind of that thing but uh it would absolutely help wwe to me think about somebody going on to put some money down on the nba game and they see that you can bet on you know the main event of the next wrestling show like that's going to bring more visibility and at the end of the day more dollars you know to them so it'd be interesting to see how that plays out but i did you kind of made the comment about us knowing like the inner workings and things of that nature. I think we all put our money together, put all the money that we have down on Roman Reigns 
April 2nd against mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. And then you know what's going to happen. Yeah. We we in here, man. We can retire. Because I think Roman's like a plus 500 right now, which means that you put $100 down, you get $500. And who knows if they cap the, the money. Whatever, I digress. Um, let's talk about it. John Cena and Austin Theory. Boy, oh boy. Did Cena rip Theory a new asshole on But Monday. Theory hung on. Theory hung on. Nah, he did not. He called him out on his bald spot. Yes, he, he did. He sure did. And then that's yeah. when Cena went to the next level. <laughs> yes, he did. Yep. That's when he... That's when he went to, I think, that, actually, I think right around that time was when he called him a stupid son of a bitch, <laughs> is what Cena said. Uh, let's get into it. Um, I, I put a poll on Twitter and said, did Cena go too far? And I think the the the, the finished results were like 80%, no, 20%, yes. A few people in the comments were like, no, he didn't go too far as long as he puts Theory over at WrestleMania. We'll see what the TV looks like between now and WrestleMania. I don't think Cena's going to be back. Um, so okay, just I'll get, I'll get your guys' thoughts first, and then I, I can wrap it. What you guys think of the promo? And what you guys think? And now, hey, it's official: Cena versus Theory. Thought the whole Theory line was clever. In theory, you da 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 da. In theory, you da 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 da. I absolutely love that punchline and what he did there. And we knew this was coming, so am I excited to see him at WrestleMania? Sure. I mean, I love John Cena, and I kind of already knew that this was coming, so it's just more like, all right, so now it's official. I'm excited because I knew it was coming at this point, and I just, I really think Theory is going to really show out at, at Mania on him. I think Cena is going to put him over for sure. I don't think Cena will come back um, if he didn't. And then he made that comment. I forgot where I saw that. Uh, he said that he, when he first came out at Raw, that was the first time in his life he thought that maybe that's the last time he would come out. Yeah, he and actually put that on emotional. Media. Yep. Okay. And it, he was really emotional about that. So, you know, he he's going to pass his torch to, to Austin Theory. And I think Austin Theory is deserving of it. Yeah, you're right. That was uh, both good points. But, uh, yeah. yeah, John Cena got his ass. <laughs> that, was a, that was a brutal promo. <laughs> I was like, but hey, but Theory tried though. He tried to hang in there. He had a he couple did. of lines. He he, he stayed he, he stayed strong the entire time, right? Because he, you know, John Cena just was beating him over the head, beating him over the head, and he tried to come back. He tried to stay strong. You know, he kept his 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 uh his composure and tried to battle through it. But John was just too much, just too much. So like, ultimately, I think definitely, you know, Cena's passing the torch and Austin's going to win, but. Like wow, is he? He's just gonna keep cutting them up, leading to mania. Well, <laughs> like, but that, but to me, that was the thing though. Like, I thought, I thought the segment was incredible. I, I thought it did yeah. what it needed to do. I think everybody is excited to see that match. But listening to John Cena, it felt like Cena hadn't watched wrestling since Triple H took over. The theory that he was talking about was the theory under Vince McMahon. Yeah, the fans absolutely care about. Austin Theory right now. You know, like, if you go back and listen to those lines, you're like, oh, it sounds sure, like yeah. that promo was supposed to be for, like, uh, maybe Survivor Series last year promo or something like that. So, to me, some of those lines didn't hit because, no, like, Theory has absolutely completely rehabbed his personality, him and Triple H, of course, in the, in the team and all that, but Theory is, to me, is now presented as, like, a million bucks. His look, his matches, 
So a lot of the things that Cena was kind of saying was like on deaf ears. You know, the fans don't believe in you because they can see right through you. You don't believe in yourself. Nah, like Theory's been on. Hey, the but road. you know what? A, a good salesperson can can sell Eskimo ice, right? And Cena was selling it. Like you know, he, yeah. he was saying it yeah. in such a way, in such conviction, and in a way to where. You're like, damn, maybe he ain't shit. <laughs> right. You know what I'm right, coming out here with like, sunglasses on, right? You know, even he called hey, him out on that. Yeah, I mean, nothing he said. Like, he even said that, you know, hey, you come out here with these fancy shoes. Them shoes wasn't that fancy, to be honest with you. Um, like, but, I hey. I can tell. But, hey, you know, look, John Cena, man, is a good salesperson. He's excellent on the microphone. So, I, I don't know where they're going with that. But I'm not sure if you got it on the ducket. Matt, but um, we're going to talk about that potential match we might have on Mania. Did you hear the scuttle booty? What you got? Uh, I don't know if it's true, but this is when I have had a little time to kind of browse through the internet. Um, but Stone Cold versus um, LA Knight? So I Ooh. saw that, which is funny because actually I had... So, okay, so, so quick backstory. As soon as we got done potting last week, as soon as we were done, I was like, I figured out what LA Knight's doing at Mania. And it wasn't a match, but it was going to be a segment with Austin. I'm like, LA Knight's going to come out. Of course, huge reaction. And basically just say, we can't have a Russell. He's been saying this. We can't have a WrestleMania in LA without LA Knight. Use that same line and, you know, get to the point where the crowd is, you know, chanting, yeah, Austin's music hits. And we get a five-minute what, yeah, between them two. And, of course, it oh ends with Oh, my God. Um, that was what I was going to say on the show. And then the, what you're talking about was a report from a fake wrestling site. Uh, they like screen capped it and made it look like it was official, which it's not. We know Austin's not going to work a match because he would have worked Roman. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, I don't think that's happening, but I definitely see Austin being there, being involved in us getting that. And we talked about last week, Hey, what are we doing with LA Knight? That is the ultimate rug for him. And I think lights out, send him off to the, the moon, and you put the, the the king crown on him, a king in the ring, and he's off and running for this year. But yeah, so I don't think that's gonna be a match, but swear I had that on the docket to say, hey, I figured out what Knight's gonna do, and it's gonna be him and Austin in a verbal joust in that moment at WrestleMania. So I'll be there. I'd love to see that. Yep. I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, six women tag matches official. So we got Trish, Lita, and Becky against Damage Control. I think we kind of starting to see the writings on the wall that Damage Control is probably going to break up at the end of Mania, seeing that Bailey just offered up this six women tag match when I'm sure EO and Dakota won it. To fight They're for the tag yeah, titles. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. So we know there's gonna be a riff there. But tell me what you guys think. Um, Trish is a heel. She's not a she's not a great face at all. That that segment felt yeah. just a little off. And I think it's her. I think she is a yeah. fantastic heel. And it just it kind of just like mm, her as a face on Raw. What do you guys think? Yeah. That that's okay. I'm glad you said that because when I saw that, I'm like, hmm, it just seems, I don't even want to use the word disconnected, but it just felt a little different to me. Like, what's up here? Why why aren't I believing this? Just outside of the fact that you know how I feel about 
the the championship leader and Becky being together, mm-hmm. which is not too believable for me that they can actually be damage control. But I'm like, why do it just feels off? But but you're right, just like how what she says, how she says it, it's almost like wow. You're right. That's a bad girl. That's yep. a bad. That's an absolute bad girl. So, would you think? Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I agree. You know, but I, I mean, the, the actual segment was good. I mean, I, I knew we we're gonna, you know, get there because you know I think a lot of people kind of wanted, you know, Lita and Trish to kind of win the championships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to add Becky to add a, 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 a I would say not a worker, right? Because you know, Trish and Lita can go back in the day, but that was back in the day. You know, they're not either one of them are full time workers right now. You know, they're probably not in the ring, the best ring shape, right? Because like Trish looks phenomenal, but as Rock was trying to tell us, there's a difference between wrestling shape and looking a certain type of shape, right? So you had to kind of add Becky in there, I guess, to be the kind of person that maybe to work the bulk of the matches or do mm-hmm. most of the selling or whatnot, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was just well, there mean, for me. You would hope that Trish has been working out in the ring. You know, I'm, I'm sure WWE could send her a ring down to her home, and she's been in the ring getting ready. This is a big spot. Like, and I, and I feel so happy for the girls. Like, I know this is one of Bailey's like, dream matches. I think Dakota or EO both had named, like, either Trish or Lita as, like, one of their, like, dream matches. So, like, that that is super, super cool when, when you kind of can see them interact and, and hell, work their dream at WrestleMania. Uh, no so doubt. I think it's going to be cool, but I do think that uh, one of our favorite trios as them is going to be broken up soon after WrestleMania, which I mean, I guess maybe that won't be a bad thing. It would be kind of yeah. cool to see EO on her own, just if nothing else to get her intro, her entrance music. Right? <laughs> that's, that's what I want. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll see how that, how that plays out. Uh, that was kind of like everything I had just, for, you know, on raw. Would you guys have that you guys wanted to talk about? I'm tapped out. Yeah, that's all I had down as well. Did you guys see that uh, the news that came out a couple days ago that WWE is interested in Brian Cage? No. Yeah, Yeah. I've heard that a while ago. Mm -hmm. I guess it is confirmed from what they said. I think he is being added injury time on, but even with that, his contract is up. Uh, The end of... It's soon. It's coming up really, really soon. And I guess Tony already gave him an offer sheet, and now he's, of course, going to weigh his options. Where would you guys want to see him? Would you guys want to see him staying in AW slash ROH, or would you want to see him get a crack at WWE? I want to see him in WWE. I think he's going to do really, really well there. I think the yeah, machine need, already is made for him. He needs he need to get off, get out of that mm-hmm. AW ROH situation. You know, he's he's very talented. There's not enough TV time for him. I mean, there's definitely a spot for him. I'm not sure they'll move. He's older, a little bit of older cat. Um, I'm not sure if he moved to NXT to kind of get um, used to the system first, or they put him right mm-hmm. to the main roster. But there's definitely a spot for him, right? If he it presses and does the right thing. So I hope he does something with that haircut, man. I don't know why he's doing that that mohawk. <laughs> you don't like man. the mohawk? That's, that shit like played. It. That was like I think it's that edgy. Was like 20 years ago, man. Yeah. You see him? Hey, they talk about the. Um, what they call it, like when somebody walks through the airport, like you can tell there's somebody. You can't miss them with that. Oh, that okay, yeah. Right, he's got that look. He's got that look. So, yeah, I, I agree. I would love for him to go to WWE just for the simple fact of seeing what they can do with him. Like, I think there's a yeah. lot of people who probably don't even know who he is, and yet he would have to change his style a little bit 
because he works like a cruiserweight. He I'm sure, sure does. They don't, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they don't want him to work that way. No, but, slow down a little uh, bit. Yeah, imagine him being able to break out some of those moves that is probably not too many people in WWE at his size can do right now. I think could be really, really cool for him. So we'll see. But uh, if I had to bet, yeah, I, I would want him in WWE. Let's hit uh, NXT real quick before we get out of here with the TFW moment of the week. Uh, Tiffany Stratton. Wow. If you guys didn't see NXT this past week, they had one of their special shows. It was called Roadblock. And she was the MC for the promo package. And she killed it. It reminded me so much of Halloween Havoc a couple years ago. Uh, where who was it? Shotzi. Shotzi. When Shotzi yeah. hosted it. And I'm in the star power to scream off of the screen. And it wasn't to that level, but I was thoroughly impressed with her. And yes, it was a pre-tape. You know, she's just basically going over the matches, but it was her delivery. It was her aura. You know, I talk a lot about presentation and they are doing it right. You know, with her and with a lot of those guys and girls down in NXT. Uh, so I, I definitely wanted to shout that out. Um, The women's match. That was Gigi and yes, okay. That's Jason what I was going to mention. Jason Jane. Uh, did you guys see that? No, I saw the end, though. So I, I saw that Gigi got her, got her, get back, she won. And then I saw JC Jane attack her afterwards. So I guess maybe I didn't expect that the feud to be over yet. I don't think it's been enough time for it. But I don't know. It wasn't about the feud. E, did you see that match? I didn't see it at all. I was actually watching the MJF and Brian Danson match, which, ah, was, favorite, all right. which was actually okay. a show in its own self, right? <laughs> yeah, right. The whole hour. So, like the whole, the first hour of NXT. Um, just kind of go back and watch that if you get some time. It felt like they were working at like 50% speed. It was real interesting. And it, yeah, I was like, uh-oh. So just check that out. But that, okay. one, that I thought was kind of interesting. The main event was a killer. Roxanne and um, what's her name? Sada Sanamara. Maiko. Maiko, yep. yep. Great match. Even better finish. Shawn Michaels is running through old gimmicks and old storylines down in NXT. And it damn near looked just like him when he passed out a few years ago. I say a few years ago, a few decades ago, I guess, at this point. But if you guys didn't see it, um, Roxanne. Dang, you was, old. Yeah, I know. Okay, sorry. I was like, 93, maybe? 94? Um, She won. She's a star. I talk about it all the time. I think she is going to be a top two or three female talent in the WWE in three years. I am really, really high on Roxanne. But she won, and uh, she cut a promo right before that, basically just saying that she had never prepared this hard for a match in her life. She's never pushed herself. She's never trained this hard. So she gets the win, and then she passes out after that. And, of course, if you don't know, if you're just watching and you don't really geek out on this kind of stuff like we do, you would think absolutely it was 100% a shoot, how she passed out. The crowd went dead silent. Um, Satamara is in the corner, distraught. Booker T leaves the, the headset, goes in the ring. The referee is calling for help. They send more referees, and he's like, I don't need you guys. Like, I need, like, EMTs come down here. Uh, they, they just did it. it. It was it was fantastic. So go out, go out of your way just to see that part. It's going to be interesting to see kind of what is next for Roxanne. Like, kind of what was the point of that? Maybe it's just so she doesn't have a match 
at the the Premium Live event, and it's kind of the reason why. So it, it should be interesting to see. But um, if you didn't see NXT, we kind of can can get past that. Radija, was there anything from NXT you wanted to talk about? Um, I didn't know that the whole pass out scene was something of Shawn Michaels until later on, and I saw like the side by side, and like you said, it was damn near a duplication of each other. So that was that's actually really cool. Yep. Just like the barbershop a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I think I so. think Sean passed out from post concussion syndrome, right? Wasn't that what it was, E? <laughs> post concussion syndrome? Yeah. I don't I is that a real thing? Okay. I'm sure it yeah, is, but you don't pass was, out yeah. from it. But I mean, yeah, that was like and of course that. that was way before social media and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. We all just knew like Shawn Michaels had just like dropped dead in the middle of the ring. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Y'all got anything else on the docket? No, I would just ask this about Roxanne. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that her innocent um, schoolgirl, not schoolgirl, but her innocent um, demeanor can get stale? Meaning, do you think it's time for her to show an extra level of confidence in herself? Because like you hear her say, well, I've been, I worked so hard, but it's, but it almost sounds like, but I'm going to try my best to win that, that, that innocence, that naivety. Do you think that that can get stale sooner rather than later? Or does she have much more time to keep developing? Yeah, you can take that one first. I mean, you know, um, I would have imagined that her character will evolve over time, you know, but I, I do know one thing that's important. And this is the one thing I agree with Vince McMahon that, you know, this, this business is predicated on character. So if this is her character, if she can work it and sustain it, I mean, it'd be great. But we, we saw Bailey eventually grew out of the hugger character, right? We've seen a lot of these type of uh, characters kind of grow. Yeah. And I don't think her, I don't think her character is like the, hey, I'm going to just try my best. I think it's more of, I'm going to try my best because I am the best. Like, I think she even made a comment, maybe at the PLE, she did a promo. And she basically just said like, hey, I'm no longer just happy to be here. Like, I'm the champ and I'm going to defend it as such. So, uh, I, but I, I think that she is in, in great hands. She is only what, I think 22 years old or something like that. Something For her like to be, that. Man, like, she's got she, it. She, she, yeah, she's young. Yeah, she's, she's got it. Oh, duh. How was I going to forget this before we got off NXT? Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. They they made it official on the show. It will be at Stand Deliver, a WrestleMania weekend. What do we think is happening? Who do we think is winning? And the person that loses, do we see them on Monday Night Raw the Monday after Mania? Yes. Braun is going up to WWE. He's dropping the title to Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes will take NXT and run with it. I don't know, may, like on, on Instagram, I think it might have been, maybe it might have been Twitter, but MVP previewed a, yeah, a hot new stable. <laughs> a hot new yeah, stable. It was, it was Mellow, uh, Street Profits, and it was somebody else, right? Oh, Big Ass Almost. Oh, your boy. Oh, that yeah. picture, that yes. picture. Okay, I saw yeah. that picture, yeah. You know hey, what so it is. Mellow, <laughs> Mellow's hanging around the main roster already, so... Yeah, I know he worked main event this past Monday. I think that was his second or third main event match that he's had. Main event, of course, being the show they take before Raw. I mean, I, 
I think Carmelo's more main event, main roster ready than Braun Breaker is. So in one hand, I'm like, no, just have Carmelo lose and then have him go to Raw. But then you, Braun's done in NXT. Like, it's it's over. Like, he had his run. Okay, cool. He did what he needs to do. Now he's, he's got to move forward. So I am excited for that match. I think that we're going to know a lot about Braun after that match. If we don't walk away WrestleMania weekend and say, hey, that was one of the better matches of the weekend, I think maybe that's all we need to know about where he's at right now. Because we know it's not going to be Melo. He's going he's gonna to deliver. So we'll see. But that card is shaping up pretty good. We also have Johnny Gargano and, uh, damn it, what's his name? Um, I forgot. I had it up too. Ah, what's his name? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> The one that, well, the one that's probably more main roster rated than anybody else. Yes, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Grayson tried to get Sean in the ring. He's like, "Give me one more." You've been talking a lot of stuff, and then Sean brings Johnny Gargano back. So I'm sure that match would be great. So good for Johnny. At least he's got something to do WrestleMania weekend. We know he's not going to be on mm-hmm. the WrestleMania card, especially now that he's working NXT. But that should also be a, a great match. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, I'm trying to think. I thought I had one more thing for you guys before we get out of here. You, but and... you see that joke about Johnny? That as soon as Vince came back, <laughs> yeah. they put him into witness protection. <laughs> Triple H was like, we got to hide you. Because Vince is going to see you and get you up out of here. That's <laughs> insane, man. That's crazy. Did I have one more? I thought I had something else. Uh, I guess not. Guess it wasn't that important. Yeah. I guess not. All right. TFW moment of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TFW moment of the week. No, I got you doing it. Don't you it's worry back. About I got it. Don't you worry about that. There we TFW go. moment of the week. If you guys don't know, that is a moment that we pick that we just want to highlight. It could be anything wrestling related. It is on the board. If it happened on wrestling TV, or around wrestling, we can pick it as our moment of the week. And my moment of the week, we talked about it already, so I'm not even going to go into it anymore, but it was Roman cooking Cody on SmackDown on Friday. We talked about the reasons why. I just thought it was a great piece of business, and I loved every second of it. So super excited for that main event. Radisha, what is your moment of the week? (laughs) So this one's a little bit more unique. This is actually something within the trios match that we saw at AEW Revolution. And for me, it was the impressive showing of Brody King. So to me, this is my first time I actually ever seen him be this dominant, this powerful for that amount of time in the ring. And I was just so totally impressed, completely got bought in to be a fan of his. And even with Kenny and all of that, just all of that, his impressiveness to me and I think it was kind of unexpected because you got somebody like Buddy uh, Murphy and you got Malachi. So you kind of just think that he's the third one when it comes to talent. But man, he showed out to me and he got a fan in me now. So because of that showing and how impressed I was, that was my TFW moment of the week. Impressive showing of Brody King. Nice. I mentioned it earlier. uh, My moment of the week is the Jey Uso heel turn. And that's what we were going to say. Free heel turn. <laughs> like the super kick herve 
around the world. That's the way you lay in a super kick, a super kick. And he told Sammy, you thought I was going to choose you? This family shit, boy. <laughs> Get your ass. Is that real? Like, just everything, man. I, I was just popping left to right. It was a great little beat down. Um, really great moment. Excited to see what to do next. Three excellent moments of the week. All right. Speaking of excellent, another great show. Thank you guys for, of course, being with us. I talked about it, of course, at the beginning of the show, but I'll talk about it again. If you are not subscribed to our show on YouTube, please do that at That's Freaking Wrestling. Of course, hit us up on any podcast platform that you listen to. Hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from any time the three of us drop. Okay, so we appreciate you guys once again. Thank you guys. We're going on episode 25 next week. That is a big deal for us. A lot of new podcasts don't make it past like episode 12, I think they said. But we have made it and we are going strong. So thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you guys next week.